Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Well, hey, this is fun. It's good to be with you as Freedom Church today, whether you're watching online, watching on locations, watching on Catch Up. My name is Sim Dendy, and it's great to be with you. Uh, This will be different because um, today we were meant to have someone else speaking. Uh, We meant to have Judith Kirkland, one of our leaders, speaking. And sadly, last week, um, her mum passed away. And uh, and although that was expected, obviously, that still is her mum. It's a huge loss. And so Judith is unable to speak today. And loads of love to you, Judith, and the family at this time as you remember and celebrate your mum this week. And so on Monday, I said to a colleague of mine, Joe Ibbert, some of you will know Joe, part of our leadership team, would you speak and take Judith's place? And she said, I'd love to. And she spent Tuesday preparing a talk to give to us all this morning. And on Wednesday, she went down with COVID. And so we are now down to the third choice speaker this morning, myself, uh, scraping the barrel. And uh, what was going to be really good fun is, I know, is I'm going to be doing Joe's talk. So some of the stories will be fascinating. Uh, Bear with me uh, as we go through this this morning. But loads of love to you, Joe, and to Paul, who've both been suffering this week in the Ibert household. We hope you feel better soon. But anyway, today we are talking about His Name Will Be. You saw that in the opening title, His Name Will Be. This is our teaching series for our Christmas season. His Name Will Be. And those dot, dot, dots are so important to me, those you know, that kind of ellipsis of, of what is to come. There's something coming and the dot, dot, dot tells us there's something more. His Name Will Be. Emmanuel. Today we're going to talk about God being with us, Emmanuel. You see, names are really important. And and Jesus had loads of different names. His name will be, and we're going to go through them over the next few weeks. I was talking to one of the guys yesterday at the men's breakfast. And um, David Baxter, some of you know, David and Charlie Baxter have got presently three children. And they have a fourth child on the way. And we had a conversation around What are you going to call child number four? Let me give a bit of insight into the Baxter household. The children so far are called Beatrice, Benedict and Bluebell. I mean, what is the betting that number four is going to start with a B? I mean, Dave was being very cagey about number four and what the name would be, but I think there's probably a good chance that maybe the letter B will be in there somewhere. Who knows? But how you name your children and who names people is really important. That's why it's really important not to allow people to give you a negative nickname, to allow colleagues at work to say something about you, because it labels you. And names are really important because it says who you are and what the aspirations of who you're going to become. That's why I love when people, uh, the reasons behind why people name their children. When we have dedications and we've got more coming up in the new year, we've got a backlog of dedications over lockdown. And on the um, 16th of January, uh, Sunday afternoon, we're going to do a whole load more dedications. And I love to say to parents, why did you name your child with this name? And often there's these beautiful explanations of either it's an important name, it's a great memory, it's a family name, or maybe it means something. And names can often have a great meaning of what we'd like our children to become. Who names you? Who is is the name you've been given from and for? Why is it important? God sent his son Jesus and he had multiple names. And one of them, it says in Isaiah 7, was prophesied would be, his name will be Emmanuel. And you read that verse in Isaiah 7, it says this in the New Living Translation. All right then, the Lord himself will give you the sign, look, 
the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God's presence is with us. It was prophesied 700 years before Jesus was born that there would be a, a, a child born to a virgin and his name will be Emmanuel. And the word Emmanuel there, and, and, and some of that's a bit of confusion. We had this conversation the other day in the office. Is it Emmanuel with an I or Emmanuel with an E? And, and it depends on which version of the Bible you read, depends on how it's spelt. And sometimes they use Emmanuel with an I or Emmanuel with an E. And, uh, you know, you can choose, it doesn't really matter. But here's the reasons why Emmanuel with an I is the way it was spelt by uh, the Hebrew author. And so Isaiah would have written in Hebrew and it would have been spelt Emmanuel. But when the Greeks took, um, wrote the, the New Testament, it was written in Greek mainly, they would have taken the word Emmanuel. When it was re-quoted in Matthew chapter 1, they would have transliterated it into Greek and they would have just said Emmanuel. So it's really just between spelling of Hebrew and Greek. If you're really worried about it, you choose your favourite. It doesn't really matter. But what does matter is what the word means. And the word Emmanuel, the word L or the letters L, E-L at the end of the word means God. L-E-L is God, like El Shaddai, the God who is with us. El Emmanuel, the word Imma means with. Imma, Imma Emmanuel, God with us, that God is presence with us. And so Emmanuel is this name that was prophesied by the prophet um, Isaiah um, back seven years earlier. And then when Matthew recounts the story in Matthew chapter one, he points back to what was going on in the, the prophet Isaiah. And the, the, the context is Joseph, the husband of Mary, or about to be husband of Mary, he's having a dream. In fact, the truth be told, he's having a bit of a moment because he's found out that Mary is pregnant and he knows he's not the dad. We won't go into the details, my children are watching, but he knows he's not the dad. And so he's having this moment, he's having this thought of like, shall I leave her quietly? We're, we're engaged to be married, betrothed to be married, but maybe I could just slip away and just quietly, let's just put this thing away. But actually he gets met in a dream by an angel. And the angel meets with him and speaks to him and reminds him of that scripture, that prophecy, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And there's Joseph as a good Jewish boy remembering the famous prophet Isaiah and what he had promised will be. And that was the moment, the words that were spoken the ones that remind them, yes, God is going to be with us through the birth of a child. And that moment of realising his soon-to-be wife was carrying the hope of the world. A remarkable revelation that the child that Mary was carrying was actually God himself, God with us. She was carrying Jesus, God's son. Joseph went from being a bit of a disgruntled fiancé to being a proud stepdad. Amazing experience for him. Thankfully, that was enough to convince Joseph, you know the story, to take Mary off to Bethlehem to be counting the census. You've probably seen enough nativity plays to know how that all works. But God's presence in the world is fully revealed. There's that moment where God comes through Jesus being born in that manger and God is presented to the whole world, to the, to the, the poor and to the wealthy, to the shepherds and to the wise men. God with us.
Now, there's this beautiful story that Jo has shared in her notes, and I won't be able to do this justice because she tells a story about going to her grandparents. Now, just in case you weren't too sure, her grandparents are different to my grandparents. <laughs> but Jo and I often laugh because we've had very similar upbringings, both brought up in, in, in Christian households, both with Christian kind of experiences in growing up. And she tells this story about how she used to go to her grandparents' house on a Sunday afternoon for tea. And, and the, the grandma would often put out the fancy food, fondant fancies. Who remembers those? Fondant fancies. And yes, they were like a special treat on the Sunday afternoon. She tells a story about how when she went to her grandma's house and they sat in the dining room, up on the wall of the dining room was a picture with, a, with some words on it. And the words were this, Christ is the head of the home, the unseen guest of every meal, the silent listener to every conversation. Oh, yes. And, and Jo said she found that a little bit freaky, which I think, to be honest with you, that does sound a bit odd, the idea that God is listening to every conversation. He is sitting at your table when you're eating together. And I remember, like I said, we're from similar family backgrounds. I remember there would be these very strange family joke and kind of family and friends. If there was an empty chair at the table, they would make this comment, oh, that's for the unseen guest. And then all the adults would laugh, and as children, we'd be looking, going, the what? The what? This idea that Jesus is sitting with you at the table when you're eating, or God is listening to you. But the truth is, God is with us. And that's a positive thing, not a negative thing. That should be something that gives you comfort, not brings you worry and anxiety. The idea that there is this silent guest who is always present in the room, in the good moments that you want everyone to know about and stick them on Instagram, and the moments you just hope no one ever hears about. God is with you and he loves you regardless. He loves being with you. God is with us. Even this Advent season, I love the idea of Advent. I'm not talking about Advent calendars. All right, I, I got this stunning advent calendar. It's nothing, it's the most un-Christmassy advent calendar. It's got a big fat Father Christmas with headphones on and sunglasses. But can I say the chocolate, which will name, rename unnamed, is fantastic and I'm loving it. But it's not very Christmassy. When I'm talking about advent, it's the season of expectation, the season of hope, the season of waiting, the season of preparation for something which is to come. In fact, sometimes I actually almost enjoy more the season of anticipation than sometimes the day itself. The day goes so quickly, doesn't it? But the pre preceding days, the getting ready, the thinking, what should we get to people? What food should we buy? Who should we invite? Who should we see? Who should we spend time with? I can't wait to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ in this way. And as a church, we've created some activities. We've got our, our carols coming up next Sunday afternoon. We'd love you to come along and join us as we gather together for the first time in over 18 months to be able to celebrate Jesus Christ together. I can't wait for that opportunity. It's going to be a really special time. And then Christmas Day, we've got here at the centre, and everybody is welcome to celebrate. I love the anticipation. So as we think about Advent and we think about the birth of Jesus Christ... I want to say that God with us brings hope. It brings hope. And in a hopeless world, we need hope. And this week, I was sent an email from a couple in our church, some of you will know, Chris and Pat Day, who have been diligently watching online. God bless you, Chris and Pat. Thank you for participating in the life of the church. They watch every single week online. They often message me and so, sort of comment on things and encourage me. It's really great to hear from them. 
and, and he sent me um, some writings on hope by a guy called Brother David Rehoff. I hope I said that correctly. And he wrote this. I thought it was stunning. He said, the hope that Christianity offers us is not wishful thinking or blind optimism or the careless assertion that everything will be all right in heaven. It is rooted in God and grounded in the sure knowledge of God's love for us. It is a hope that is built on trust. I love that. Our hope is not some sort of wishful thinking, fantasy. Hope is an active force. It's not a passive mindset. It, it grapples with the evidence. It tries to bring change. It wrestles with despair and it never allows despair to have the last word. That's what hope does. It keeps on going. It never gives up. God is with us. It brings us hope of what is to come and what is today. God being with us is not just hope, it's also his very presence. God is present with us. Jesus' birth is the fulfilment of God's presence plan. Throughout the Old Testament, Testament you see the story about God is bringing his people freedom from the Israelites coming out of slavery and into freedom. The story about the presence of God in burning bushes, in the temple, in the Ark of the Covenant, the story unfolds, his presence is revealed to Moses, Joshua, the kings of Israel, you know, the people of God. God reveals himself time and time again. And then to the prophets in Isaiah, where we get this glimpse of what God was planned to do 700 years before Jesus was born. When Isaiah says those words you've already mentioned, all right then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. I love the way that it's translated. All right then, all right, enough now. You know, Isaiah was speaking at a time where there was great uncertainty and fear in Jerusalem. And he was saying, okay, don't worry. It's gonna be all right, there's a plan. God's got this. And in a season of uncertainty, of fear like we're facing today, I want to say to everyone listening and watching today, it's going to be all right. All right then. God's got a plan. His name is Jesus and he is with us. He is the saviour of the world. God is present amongst us. His promise of God in human form in with us is the miracle of incarnation. And God has always been with his people but now through Jesus Christ, so clearly amongst his people. So God is with us through hope. God is with us through presence. God is with us as an allegiance alongside us. The word with there is the word that means along, alongside, amidst, be among, beside, by, for, including near. God is with us and he is alongside us. He goes before us. He's got our back. He's at our right and our left. God is around us. God chooses to be with us. Think about that for a moment. God could do anything, be anything, be anywhere. God chooses to be present amongst us. In the middle of this crazy world we're living in, God is with you. God is with me. This doesn't mean that life is easy. It doesn't mean that life will be straightforward. We know that too well, but it does mean that we are being accompanied through our life through that valley of the shadow of death we spoke about the other week, that God is with us. He walks beside us. And even though I know there are times where we can feel like, I'm not hearing God, I'm not feeling God, I'm not sensing his presence, 
we need to remind ourselves of those words, Emmanuel, God is with us. God, regardless of my circumstances, he's with me. In the middle of my celebrations, he is with me. In the middle of my pain, he is with me. And it's so important we stop sometimes and remind ourselves, however we might be feeling, that this is still true, that God is with me. To do the hard work, to set aside time to hear from him, to spend time with him, to say, actually, God, I want to repay the favour, not just for you to be with me, I want to spend time being with you, truly present. Why is it sometimes I think God is like a, a slot machine, that if I just give him a few minutes of my day, he owes me. He owes it all to work out well because I gave you some time this morning, God. Therefore, you should be with me 24-7 because I gave you five minutes at the start of my day. How do we practice being with God as he is with us? Somebody once said, it's a bit like if a, a dove alighted a on your shoulder. Have you ever had that experience? Maybe going through one of the, the great parks in London. We had that last year. Or earlier this year, actually, Lottie was just walking through and a, a dove just jumped on her shoulder. They're very tame. And when you have a dove on your shoulder, what does it do? It makes you walk differently. You're very aware there is something going on and you walk carefully. And if we imagine the presence of God with us like a dove on our shoulder, how would we do our lives? How would we make our decisions? How would we walk? How would we live? We would do it more carefully. To remember that God is with us reminds us that we should walk differently because he is present amongst us. Emmanuel, God with us. It's more than just a baby being born, more than just God on earth as a distant entity, but God being present amongst us. An opportunity of each one of us, not just those who seem to be good or trustworthy, but everybody to experience his presence, to experience his love with us, in us, to live with him. And finally as well, it's about being almost finally, is being known. That God being with us knows us. He knows all about us. Fully known through the person of Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5, it says these words, For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. The gift of Jesus Christ enables us to be seen pure and holy by God himself as we accept what Jesus has done for us. Through this life and extraordinary sacrifice that Jesus made, we can know, know God. Reconciliation is so important to God that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, that barriers no longer exist to us knowing God through Jesus himself. We experience God's nature through Jesus, the goodness, the love, the grace. It shows us what is important to God, his people, justice, relationships, forgiveness, grace, faithfulness, hope, Emmanuel, God with us, is as much about an internal response as an external one. 
through reconciliation with God, accepting Jesus into our lives, we experience fully God being with us. And that may all sound a bit strange to you, but Paul says this in Galatians 2, my old self, the old way of working has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body, but I'm trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We don't live, it's Christ that lives through us. In a sense, we've gone full circle. We started off looking at the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah, and, and how the people of God experienced the presence of God with him in different ways. But now we know God is with us through the person of Jesus Christ. He is close and we can trust him. Now in just a moment, I'm going to ask uh, Hannah, in fact, come now, Hannah. Hannah's got, written a song uh, called Emmanuel and she would love to come and play this song. It'd be great, can't wait to hear this. And she wrote this song a few years ago called Emmanuel. But just as I wrap things up, I want to say this, that as a follower of Jesus Christ, I cannot separate myself from God being with me. God being with me is, is a reality that comes into being the day I say yes to following Jesus. He is not distant. He is always close. There is no part of my life, my work, my world, whatever I'm doing, that God is not part of that as well. So this Advent, as we wait, as we prepare, as we hope, may we search our hearts and give time and attention to understanding what does it really mean that God is with us? What does it mean for you? for your family, wherever you're watching right now, whether you're at home, in locations, would you just know that God is with you? Our circumstances might be hard, our anxiety may be high, we may be battling with our minds, but please rest assured that God, through Jesus Christ, his son, is with us and offers himself to us. Give God the space, give him time to reveal himself to you, to notice him, like that dove sitting on a shoulder, aware of his presence, to listen out for his quiet whisper, small, still voice. To ask yourself again, who is this God that I've committed my life to? What am I believing about him this Advent season? And if you wouldn't describe yourself as a Christian at this time, know that he loves that he is so committed to you, he did everything he could to send his son Jesus to walk this earth to be with us. If anything, Christmas shows the love that God has for his people, for humanity, for those that love him and don't even know him yet, that God's love is so vast, he would do everything he can. And I encourage you, if you don't know Jesus yet, to talk to someone in your location, to get in touch with us here. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear people's stories and we'd love to introduce you to the Son of God who is present and we remember this Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us. Let's listen to Hannah now and then I'll come back in just a moment and pray for us as we finish things up. Thank you, Hannah. of joy in times of sadness and in times of laughter or tears 
Throughout the seasons, I will worship Jesus Christ our Lord. In times of pain, in times of crisis, and throughout my daily routine, I will choose to live in you in the presence of my God. It's all about the King of Kings who came down to save. It's all about the Lord of Lords who came to redeem. It's all about the Prince of Peace who came to restore. It's all about the bread of life who we couldn't live without. Jesus, Emmanuel. Jesus, God with us. In times of joy, in times of in times of laughter or tears throughout the seasons of worship Jesus Christ our Lord oh in times of pain in time of crisis and throughout my daily routine I will choose to live in you, in the presence of my God. It's all about the King of Kings who came down to save. It's all about the Lord of Lords who came to redeem. It's all about the Prince of Peace who came to restore it's all about the bread of life who we couldn't live without Jesus Emmanuel Jesus God with us so we worship Jesus Emmanuel Jesus
beautiful song. And that's the message that, you know, the, the God, the God who created the heavens and the earth, the King above all kings, the name above all names, also wants to be with us, with you, with me. That gives us great hope. That knowledge that God wants to presence himself amongst us. That this really is where the story begins. That at Christmas we remember where the story begins, where God places himself right at the centre of our world. And says, I'm interested. Not just in the big. I'm interested in the small every detail of your lives. Let's all stand, shall we, if you're able to. Let me pray for us before we go into our final song together. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you didn't stay in the heavenlies. That you chose to send your son, Jesus Christ, to be with us as a humble, vulnerable baby, to walk this earth, to experience the challenges that we experience today. Because you wanted us to be in full relationship with you. Thank you for the gift of your son Jesus, that you wanted to place yourself with us so that we could learn all about you, understand you better, learn to walk your way and follow you. And so God, today we want to say as we accept, we understand that you are with us. May we learn to be more present with you, to be aware of your presence on a daily basis, to reflect this advent on your very closeness to each one of us. You're in the middle of the storm and you're in the middle of the moments of absolute joy. That you are present in, around, through, with us through the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. And so we just declare to us Freedom Church that we will be a church that's affected by your presence. It would change us it would transform our lives and change those around us as we walk every day knowing you are with us. Amen. Amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.